Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. Well, here we go. Year two of the Run Back to Jesus podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We are so excited to share and just jump into whatever God has in store for the second year and just thankful to be here sharing with you. If you're listening in real time or perhaps you're just coming and listening to these in order, we had a two-week stretch off. We wanted to start our new year with some time to just step away. We've had seasons off in the past year, but it was usually aligning with healthcare work that I was doing, some travel work. And so I wasn't really unplugged from having to sit at my desk or being productive or creating things. And I know that rest is something important. And we've talked about here, something that God speaks so much of and something that I am not good at. In fact, when I find something that I love and something that I enjoy, like speaking on the podcast, I tend to go all in. I tend not to take breaks and to the point that I end up becoming burnout and exhausted. And that just leads to resentment for what I do. And usually it ends up fizzling away. So over the last couple of years, I've tried to start implementing more patterns of rest, more patterns of unplugging and trusting God that when you step away from something that he's going to take care of it and you can step away and it's not going to fall apart. And if it does, it was probably never meant for you anyways. And so really trying to take that time and be intentional and spend time up with him instead of always being in the trenches working. And so this last two weeks, I actually took two full weeks off of exercise and my work. And I don't know the last time that those two things have been off together. Those are the things that I struggle to rest from the most. I find my worth in them, my identity in them. I I find pride in them and being successful. And so that was a really good challenge for me to step away from both of those things. And in the past, I would have not done well with it. I would have been so tempted to sit down and work or I'll just sneak in a little bit of time or just like feeling grumpy and like, I need to get back into this. And this time I didn't. This time there was just this sense of peace. I didn't have this urge to get back into either one of those. And it was odd. Honestly, I didn't even really want to come back to workouts. And if you know me, I'm an exercise junkie. I love to work out. It's such a stress relief. And it is. It's a great thing. But I had no desire. Now, I know that just because we don't feel something doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Exercise is a beautiful tool when you use it the right way. And there are so many good things that come from it. So I had to find that discipline and step back. And I felt better once I did. But there are still most days I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it. But I got up and did it anyway. So if you're there, that's your just nudge to get up and do it anyways. And while I did miss sharing on the podcast, I really enjoy it. I would have been okay if God said, you know what? you can take a break. And here's why I'm finally seeing this as a good thing. I think I'm finally getting to this place where my worth and my value is not in these things. My sense of who I am is not this. In my time away, I had God and I had his word and that was everything that I needed. And this would not have been something that I could have done a couple of years back. And it has nothing to do with my strength. It is everything to do with Jesus and his presence in my life. And we've talked about a lot in the podcast is just getting to this place where Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough for us and then fighting to stay there. And so I just want to encourage you that if you are going through any seasons where you're struggling to take rest or you're finding your sense of worth in anything, it doesn't have to be exercise and work, maybe for you it's something else, to just keep focusing on it, praying and rooting yourself in scripture and Jesus and see how beautiful it is when you get to that place where you have him. Because when you do, 
no matter what happens in life, you have everything you need. Now, before I go any further out of my season of rest, see, this is why it's always good. I had some creative ideas. And so in July, we are putting together a July community with our prayer and workouts. So we wanted to take some of our favorite prayer and workouts that we've done over this last year and create a structured workout plan for you. So what we have options for is four days a week, five days a week, and six days a week. And if you want to adjust it from there, you certainly can. These are great workouts if you're just getting into it, or if you really, you know what, you honor exercise and you want to honor your body. You want to learn to practice discipline, but you want it all centered on Jesus. We're going to exercise and we're going to work on those things, but we're going to talk about Jesus the whole time we're doing it. And we're going to have a community to, to surround you and help you stay disciplined on those days where you're not feeling it. And also to help you stay rooted in scripture and Jesus, because ultimately that is what's most important. And that's what we talk about. You know, if you have time to exercise, but you have time to sit down and spend with Jesus, you got it backwards. And so keeping each other accountable to that and helping one another through. There's a way to get it free. I'll put the details in the show notes so you can go check that out. After you listen to the podcast, we start July 3rd. So make sure you get enrolled in that. We would absolutely love to have you. Now, over the last two weeks, it's been a great time off. There's also been a lot of changes. So we just didn't sit around and do nothing, although we did have a good week of that. Uh, but God has been on the move and it's been something beautiful. And I hope I hope to share a lot more of this in the year to come, not to do with anything about us. It's all about God and just a testimony to how good he is. Over the last year, a lot of our content was about seasons of waiting, getting in tune with God and hearing his voice and hearing how he's guiding you because that's that's where we were and learning how to see that God's enough in those seasons of waiting. I struggle to slow down. Like I said, I struggle to wait. I like to be productive. And so we talked a lot about that. But as you stay there and as you trust him, it's really beautiful when God moves. He'll do so quickly and he'll do so in a way that you are just so in awe of how perfect his timing is and how his plans are so far greater than anything you could have ever done on your own. And so if you're in that season of waiting, of rest or slowing down, I just want to be your encouragement. Keep your eyes on him because when it does go, it is so beautiful and you'll be so thankful that you didn't follow your plans or that your plans failed and his prevailed because they are so beautiful to see. And one of the things that God really put in our heart, really, it's been there for a couple of years was selling our house. We just didn't know how it was going to work out. We really didn't know where we were going to go. And there was a lot of factors that kind of pushed us into that direction. And we actually started this last year. So we listed our house for sale. We felt like I was saying he gave us some pretty clear things. You got to sell the house. And so we got the house listed. We were in contract. We were getting ready to pack things up. And two weeks before we were supposed to move, the buyers pulled out. (laughs) And if you've ever been in that situation, it's kind of crazy. But let me tell you, it was the biggest blessing for us. As we were getting ready to start packing and we were going to a pretty small rental, we were like, what are we going to do with all of our stuff? We've been married for over a decade. I think maybe we've had one garage sale. We have just collected a lot of things. We're very frugal people and think, well, maybe someday I'll use that. And with the pandemic and two little kids and we had the place to store stuff, I just didn't have the energy to do it. And we had just collected a lot of stuff to the point where we weren't even sure if that sale went through what we were going to do with our stuff. And so we felt God just put the brakes on. 
we weren't even sure. Maybe we weren't supposed to move. Maybe we weren't supposed to do it. So it was just as like, okay, let's pull back. Let's pray, reflect on this and see if this was what we were really supposed to be doing. And so as we kind of went forward, we, we figured we could do a sale. And so we had these people come through and basically what you do is you pack up your sentimental things and everything else stays. They sell the shampoo, they sell the cleaning stuff. They sell literally whatever else you leave. And so I just, I was praying about it. I'm like, okay, leave everything behind and follow me. Maybe that's what God's saying. Leave everything behind and follow me. And at first it felt great. It was like, okay, this will be so freeing. Declutter, get rid of everything. It will be wonderful. And when we're walking through the house with the woman who was going to lead the sale, we're just talking about like all the clutter and all the little things that we had and how much stuff there was. And she looked at us and she said, you know, in one day we'll have this place completely cleared out. One day. If you die tomorrow, unexpectedly, it will take, took two weeks to organize everything and put price tags on everything. And then in one day of a sale, your entire home will be cleared out. Your things sold at a fraction of the costs that you paid for them and scattered. And I just think to myself, I'm like, man, we held on to all these things. We carried them around with us. Some things we moved 500 miles one way, 500 miles back. They just collected dust and we never use them. And they were dragging us down. They were there weighing us down so that if God did say go, we couldn't just go with five U-Hauls worth of stuff. We wanted to be available for when he put into our heart what we were supposed to do. And so today I want to ask you that question. What are you holding on to? What are you holding on to that if God said go today, you wouldn't be able to because you have too many things in your hands. And maybe for you, it's not physical things. Maybe you're really good at sorting and organizing and cleaning and being simple. And I look up to you and I hope to be more like you, but I bet you there's something that you're holding on to that's just collecting dust. And it's a huge burden for you. And it's filling your hands so much that they are not free to do the work that God has called you to. And this is what the enemy wants for us. He wants us to hold on to any and every earthly thing we can and fill our hands with so many things that when God calls to go, that we just don't have the energy because we're so exhausted from carrying it, or we just don't have the capacity to do it. Maybe for you, it is the possessions. Maybe it's a house, a secure job, the one that comes with the 401k and the health insurance that helps you build the bank account. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. Maybe it's just a tradition. Well, we've always done things this way. How could I not do it this way? Or something as simple as, I don't know that I could change up my daily routine. Would that even work? And the enemy comes in and he puts a scarcity mindset on us. We're afraid to let go of something, even if it's good. He makes us afraid that we'll never find what we had or find something better. And so we hold on to things. We drag all these things around with us and it's exhausting us. And right now we live in a world that just seems to be getting more and more challenging and the scarcity mindset is driving us if we are not careful. But what if groceries go up? What if I do need to sell my house and God's telling me that, but I am afraid of how we're going to buy. This is me right now. And it's taking a whole lot of trust to trust God in this process, right? What if the prices keep going up? What if the interest rate goes up? What if they never come back down? What if my work lays me off? What if I don't have the money that I need? And so scarcity and fear is here. And if that is in our mind, it is the enemy speaking to us. He's the one who comes with one mission to kill us, steal and destroy. And he's the master liar because he makes us think we're just being protective, he thinks that what we're doing is good. And so what we do is we live life based off of his manipulation instead of God's truth. God's truth, that he is faithful, that he knows what we need, that his plan is for us to prosper here when we fully step into him and trust him.
because we have a God that provides everything we need. I thought to the Israelites when they were out wandering in the desert and they had no food and they had no water. You know what they got? Food and water. And I love that it was just setting the tone for Jesus when he comes in. In John's gospel, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Yes, Jesus gives us the physical things we need. But even when we eat physical things, we'll be hungry again. But when we fully come to Jesus, when we let him satisfy every need, every craving, we will never be hungry again. And so if there's something you're craving right now, maybe it is food. <laughs> Maybe it's security. Maybe it's something else. When we find that need in Jesus, we don't hunger again. And we find that even if tomorrow it all ends, all those other things will be gone. But what stays with us is Jesus and our relationship and what we've built for his kingdom. And I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be building. I don't want to be building for things here that if I go tomorrow, it'll be sold in a day at a fraction of the cost. And I hope it blesses people, but it's not going with me. I want to build for what goes and lasts forever. And scripture helps us with this. We see throughout scripture, God's people, when God calls them and Jesus calls them, leaving everything behind and following him. I thought to the disciples so many times, they left their family, their trade, and they followed Jesus. There's a time in Matthew chapter 10 where Jesus sends them out on mission and he literally tells them, do not take any extra money, no bag, no extra shirts. Go and stay with people in the town and see how God will provide. And maybe that's where you are today. He's asking you to leave behind the things you think you need in order to go and watch how he steps in and provides for you. Maybe that is where you are today. Something you're clinging to because you think you need it, but God's asking you to give it up and just trust the hill he'll provide. And when he does, it's so beautiful and it's more than you ever expected. Now, I understand fully, maybe you're not here. Maybe, maybe you're like, I don't know. What happens if I don't get what I need? What happens if maybe I'm the person that God just doesn't provide for? And when I was asking a lot of these questions, I was in this place where I wasn't really in tune with the story of Jesus. I wasn't in tune with scripture and I wasn't growing in relationship with him. I was doing the things I thought I was supposed to be doing. I thought I was going to church. I was being a kind person. I believed in God. But what I didn't have was the only thing we need is a relationship with him and to be rooted in scripture. Those are the core things things that change how we live. I was dead. I was doing the check marks things, but I was spiritually dead. And it wasn't until I found Jesus and scripture that I became alive again. Now, Jesus was with us through it all. And he's always there, even in those seasons where we're not with him, but we have to have those layers peeled back and seek him, right? Like we talked about last episode, he'll knock on the door, but we got to open it to let him in. And when he does, that's when the transformation happens. And that's where we see when we have him, we have everything we need. So even if we step out and in worldly standards, the bottom does fall out, that it's not for nothing and that he has a reason for it. There was several times over the last couple of years where <laughs> the bottom fell out. And those were seasons where we were walking in obedience with God. And it could have been so easy to think, okay, this is wrong. God just isn't working for me. But we learned through scripture how to trust him and those seasons where it fell out just led us closer to him. And it reminded us not to live for the things of this world that can be taken in an instant, but to live for him. And those seasons would have before been filled with so much anxiety and so much stress. And there were still moments. There were still moments where the thought spirals came in, 
But this time what was different is I knew how to fight back and I knew the weapon, which was scripture and Jesus. When Jesus was tempted by the, by the devil, when he was out in the desert, what he had was scripture and that was his weapon. And that is your weapon. Whatever you are fighting to leave behind, the words of scripture and your relationship of Jesus are how you overcome it. And so just some tactical things, a couple of things that if you are like, again, all right, cool, great, but I'm not there. (laughs) Here's what truly helped me. Staying rooted in God's word. I, I hope there's never a time where I don't tell you that that is what helped me because I didn't do anything on this on my own, but it was God speaking in his scripture. And it's so beautiful when you dive in and you see how it applies to you in your life. And so staying in God's word, there's never a time where God doesn't keep his promises, where he's not faithful. And so seeing those stories of his faithfulness were so helpful. And for me, it was also finding a translation that was helpful to read. And I loved starting in the gospel, seeing what Jesus did when he was here on earth and flesh. So those are the gospels. Those are the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now all of scripture talks about Jesus and it all points to him, but just seeing him in flesh and how he interacted as fully God and fully human was so helpful in getting me out of those old way of life and bringing me into the way that Jesus wanted me to live. The second thing was just remembering God's faithfulness in my life, actually stepping and looking back into previous seasons of life and seeing how God provided, even in seasons where I was not walking with him. Like I said, he is always with us and he was still guiding me and directing me when I didn't see it. And when we step into faith and we start to have that transformation, when we go from being dead spiritually to alive, we can look back and now we have new sight. It's that revelation sight that we see, wow, he was working. And so looking back and saying, you know what? God provided through all of those things. I have no reason to believe that he won't provide going forward. Gratitude, always a thankful heart for the things that we do have. And so finding that joy in any circumstance stems from gratitude. So just think, what am I thankful for today? Then as you leave things behind, especially if it's something that you feel is good, something that you enjoyed in life, something that really helped me was trying to see how could I take what I'm leaving behind and use it as a way to bless someone else. There was a couple of things when we were getting ready to do all this. It just kind of pulled at my heartstrings. The one was when I saw the pile of toys that we'd be getting rid of. Man, we are bad at this. I don't think we've ever done this and we we definitely needed to. But looking at all the toys, like all the fun memories they had. And I had to, as Paul says, take every thought captive. I had to reframe that mindset and say, you know what? Think about how this toy will bless another child. And so it was reframing the mindset, praying for the child that would receive it, and really just looking at it as a way of maybe I'm letting this go, but I'm letting it go to bless someone else. So if there's something good in your hands that God is calling you to give up, find a way to use it to bless someone else. And then finally, it's remembering that following Jesus and leaving everything behind doesn't mean that it'll be a walk in the park. If you're like, all right, God, I'm just going to leave everything behind and follow you, and you just expect that it's never going to be a struggle or never going to be hard, You got the wrong story because our story is that there will be struggles. There will be challenges. But when you walk with Jesus, you have the one who's overcome every challenge, struggle that you faced. He knows what it's like and he will comfort you and guide you through it. And he will take those hard seasons and turn them into good. We have a God who wastes nothing. And so if it gets hard, you're thinking, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing because it's supposed to be hard. Step back and pray about it. Maybe God is putting up roadblocks. There are times where he stops us from going in certain directions, but there's also times where he is humbling us, where he's teaching us to further rely on his strength and his timing. And so just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not from God. But what happens when you walk with him is that you have everything you need to step out into faith and follow him and see how he works in your life. And it is so beautiful. 
So again today, what do you need to let go of? What is in your hands right now that's causing you not to be able to fully worship God or be able to do the things that he is asking you to do? And if you're in this place today where you're like, I don't even know what I could let go of. I got nothing left. I am drained. I am exhausted. I feel like everything has been taken away from me. And here's what you do. You fill your hands with praise and worship to God. You sing songs of praise to him, even in the darkest of the nights. I think of Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16, where they had been beaten. They had been thrown in a prison cell. They were locked up. And what did they do at midnight? They praised Jesus. Because even if you've been beaten, even if everything's been stripped away from you, what is not is Jesus. And you have him. And you will see that songs of prayer in the night and worship to God in the darkest of seasons will be your biggest weapon to getting out of those places because that's how you refocus onto Jesus and let him be your strength. And so today, how do you free up your hands to say, God, I'm available. I'm available. So when you say go, I go. And if you don't say go today, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to worship you with everything that I have and know that that is where I am most content because that's what we were created for, to be here worshiping God and then to be ready when he calls us to go, to go. Let's end today in prayer. Dear God, we just want to thank you so much for being our strength. Thank you for showing us that you are everything and that when we have you, we will never be hungry or thirsty again. God, we ask for your help in opening our eyes and hearts to seeing the things that we need to let go of, seeing how we can free our hands to be free to worship you and be free to do the things when you give us the sign to go. Jesus, we thank you. You are so good. And we just want to praise you today in this moment and give thanks to you for your presence, for your grace when we get it wrong, and for your unconditional love. And for remembering that this relationship is not about all the things we can do to get to you, but how you did everything in your power to come to us. Jesus, we thank you and we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here. It is such an honor to share. Don't forget about our prayer and workout July community that you can join for free for a full month of workouts at Center on Jesus and community. And you can also still join our live prayer and workouts every Saturday at no cost. All the links are in the show notes or at palmrunning.com slash virtual events. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you again next week.